Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Battle of Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most as always, and continuing the Legends Tour that is Season 4, uh, we have my good friend, mentor, big brother, and mental noogie maker, basically gives me noogies and wedgies from across the US, across the pond, uh, Shane Hunter. Dude, welcome to the show. What's going on? You finally, finally tracked down the hunter. Good job. I did. Wait, did I get this before? Did I get this before Nathan? Um, yeah, no, actually he beat you to it. We did a really good interview, uh, quite a while back actually, because, but he, li- he physically came to me. <laughs> yeah. He can so, do that. I'm, I'm not yeah. able to do that still. Yeah. Like so, I have another six months to wait. That's, I think that's why, why he got to beat you there so readily was because he was willing to, to do that it's and not, able to do that. So it's not even a willing thing. It's just an able Oh, I know. Thing. And that's why I said, and able. Damn it. <laughs> All right, quick rundown of the sponsors of this episode. Uh, you guys actually know one of the sponsors. It, obviously, it's adelamarcy.com. Go there, check out the site. Check out the previous podcast, sign up, you know, get notified, fun stuff like that. And the other one has been a sponsor for a while now for this show, and that is Abrasive, the Abrasive, what was it? Abrasive Entrepreneur, or is it The Abrasive Entrepreneur again? <laughs> I screwed this up. <laughs> so I think technically I go by The Abrasive Entrepreneur, because now there are many abrasive entrepreneurs who are people who I have trained for the last 15 months or so. Now, of course, they're not the abrasive entrepreneurs, but I would definitely qualify them as abrasive entrepreneurs. I was actually so, going for more towards the URL because I always I always oh, get it wrong. URL, so, yeah. yeah, you can you can use um, abrasiveentrepreneur.com, abrasiveentrepreneurs.com, or abrasiveads.com for short. Yeah, go check out all of those because they actually sponsor this episode and sponsor yeah. most of this podcast, as you guys know. Yeah, so yeah, that's what we did for you, Shane. That's how much we like you. We put you on as a main sponsor for a while now. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I appreciate it. But yeah, guys, uh, I can't tell you how much fun this is going to be. Like Shane and I have had many a random chat and something that it's it's just it's just an honor to have him on the show, just simply because uh, he's one tough bastard. Let's put it that way. The man has no quit in him. Actually, so we were talking about like old WWF promos. I think you would literally be Mick Foley. You would be mankind right now. Your body's taking Possibly. a beating. Your body's Possibly. taking a beating. I mean, yeah, but see, I mean, The Rock went through that. Triple H has gone through that. The Undertaker's gone through that. I think that's just the mark of greatness. Anybody that wants to do something more with their life has to be willing to think past their own shit. And that's a lot easier said than done. I mean, last night, my wife had to remind me of my own words in my own fucking book (laughs) of you create your thoughts, which create your words, which create your actions. Hells, yes. And by the way, if you guys haven't already done so, check out The Final Fight, which is Shane's book. It's actually the cheapest thing on his... um, on his entire how to get to work with him kind of stuff because it's totally worth it. like this guy doesn't hold back just because it's a book it's about 90 pages and you will go through it and you will have to go through it again a second time because it will really sink in and then you'll do the you exercises know, I, I i actually just had a, a new epiphany kind Ooh. of about that book um and that is that I finally realized why I called it the final fight. It was a subconscious thing, and I thought it was about never giving up, right? But Mm -hmm. that's actually not what it was. Uh, See, every animal is a fight or a flight animal by Mm -hmm. nature, right? We either suppress those urges and and, and really they die off, and then we just would not survive in nature, um, or they amplify, right? Um, But then also the, the struggle in the human condition is to overcome our reactive state so that we're better than just animals, you know, um, and to go into a headspace that's ruled by logic and reason, uh, <laughs> logic and reason and ruled by compassion. I so, like that. Yeah. Um, but the final fight for me uh, was actually symbolic of me getting to um, this place in my life where I was, I had trained myself and through my upbringing and my youth and everything to become a fighter. Uh, and you can see that if you follow me on social media or anything, I get into all sorts of conflicts and I do not shy away from them. Right. Um, and that's, what's fueled a lot of my success in my life, but it's all been 
reactionary, but it's also, as of the last year or so, been planned uh, reactionary. You know, okay. because I, I've understood the the impact that has on the public, yeah, and the people that follow me. Um, but recently, I have been on this journey to get completely out of a reactionary space while still holding on to uh, the benefits um, and the memories of being a very fight-based animal. Huh. And I know you can understand that because you've been a fighter for a long time. Yep. Quite literally. And, uh, yeah, and there's there's really is two types of people on this planet. There are fighters and there are flighters. And the fighters are all kind of gathering up together now, and so are the flight animals. And that's why we've got this huge division all around the world, in the United States, everywhere. Yep, there's some there's some big shit going down, all right. That's yeah. That's just gonna happen. So so my move in the next decade is to move to not being reactionary to having everything planned out to still have the strengths of being a fight or a flight animal, but to do it in a very conscious headspace. That's actually um, quite powerful in its own right. It is. And lots of people talk about it. Very few actually get to it. Um, you know, uh, as, as Bruce Lee had said, um, let me find the quote here real quick. Right. To do this time has been edited. <laughs> Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Willing is not enough. We must do. Right? And that's where the 99% get caught up. So many people know nobody's applying. Everybody's willing to do it. Everybody wants to do it, but nobody is doing. Yeah. You see, um, and I've lived a life of doing since I left my country 15 years ago with nothing but a minivan with a hole in the gas tank. You yeah. know, it spit gas on the road as I drove down, but it got me to where I wanted to go. So let's talk about that for a second, because you're Canadian by birth. Yep. Yep. Uh, you, you tough, 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 tough people, especially from Calgary. If, if you know anything about Calgary, just, yeah, it's cold as shit there, and tough people are made there. <laughs> and I'm actually one of the rare ones born there, so. Yeah, yep. If you don't know... Most, the... most people now that claim to be Calgarian, they moved there, right? And they usually run away after a few winters. Um, <laughs> but the job market is so good there that they keep on coming back, so it's a, it's a much larger city than I grew up in. Um, but I'm one of those people that was born and raised there for 23 years, so... Damn. Yeah, and also the fact is the Heart Foundation is from there. Yeah, sorry. We Just a heads up, guys. Uh, I think I've mentioned wrestling a hell of a lot lately. It's just simply because I was looking back at the promos they did. The promos they did back in the day were just incredibly good. Like if you're reading... You should try to get Bret Hart on the show. I bet you he'd do the show. Oh, he would totally be down for that. And he's on the list. I'm actually speaking to a friend of mine that is um, connected with him at the Heart Foundation. I was like... Could you arrange this? He's like, yeah, we'll see what we can do. That'd be fucking awesome just to have him here. The hitman himself. So my suggestion right there is to take action yourself. Message yeah. him through Twitter. That's what, that's what I did to get my first internet marketing client was I wrote a letter to Frank Kern, the biggest guy in the industry, and I ranked it for his name, telling him, hey, I'm really good at SEO. We should work together because I think we could make some magic here. <laughs> well, nice a couple average. months later, he actually called me via that letter and the rest is history so um yeah. you know a, yeah. a few of my friends have actually not said that about doing this but they've actually said some other stuff about like frank and in, in, in for that same sense like a yep. i remember this old story someone said to me was um frank basically got a they created a website and it says if you're if you're frank khan enter your name enter your name and email address here because i have an actual special message for you if you're not piss off or something like that. Let's just go away. Frank eventually got hold of this because I think it was Jason Moffat sent it to him. And Jason was like, oh, yeah, you know, check this out. Frank enters his details. And, of course, on the other side is, like, the number two surfer in the world or something. And says, hey, uh, if you're Frank Khan and you're and I get told you're a bit of a surfer, here's the thing. You want to go and uh, hit up my friend Joey. Uh, here's his details. Call him and see what happens. And that's basically how they got connected. Was it? That's so crazy and so cool. But yeah, what was that? That's cool. 
Yeah, it was like 2009? 2008, 2009. I'll give... Um, I will actually send Bret Hart a message and get a couple of my friends to message him as well, just see if I can keep going. It'll be I a like lot of fun. It. Yeah, man. When you take command of those things, instead of waiting on other people, things happen a lot faster. Oh. Especially with people like Bret. Oh, yeah. Bret's yeah. pretty much one of those dudes. Uh, so... God damn it, I have so many questions that I wanted to ask you. So something that I really wanted to talk about with you particularly, Shane, because nearly everyone, a lot of people ask the same damn questions. But one of the questions I actually have for you, uh, and because there's a couple, one of them being the idea of being more abrasive. Because some people actually don't really get that. And I know I didn't get that for a really long time. But what did you mean by being like an abrasive entrepreneur? Because I've seen the rise of the abrasive entrepreneurs and hell, I'm becoming one myself. But what did you, what what was that thing? Where did the idea, where was it birthed, the origins? Abrasive is nothing more and nothing less than confidence. It's confidence in your writing. It's confidence in your speaking. It's confidence in your thinking. Confidence in your way of being, the way that you act, the way that you think, the way that you talk, everything, every interaction becomes confident because it should be. If you're religious, any of the religious books teach you that you're a child of God, don't you think you should maybe think you're a little bit special? Right? Even if you don't feel that way, okay, we're a genetic fucking exploitation of like thousands and thousands of particles that all had to align correctly for us to exist, but we're still not special, okay? Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so. It's true. Like, we're, we're not that exact same thing. Like, we we don't allow ourselves to let ourselves feel that specialness or that confidence. I think that's the big that's issue. Spe that specialness is confidence because we, we have a power within us. Every one of us has something that we know or something that we do that we can show other people. We should be confident in that because nobody else can do it the way that you can do it. Be confident in nothing else but that alone to start yourself off, and you can build a real core of confidence. You have to build on a solid foundation for something to not fall apart. You see? So you have you can't build on a lie like these gurus teach you to do. Yeah, that you fake can't. it till you make it bullshit it has killed this industry and it could have been beautiful. That's very true. Very few very few people even get that. And something I will say from experience is that I actually not, I've never really faked it. That's one thing I will say that I'm proud of is the fact that I've never had to fake what I was or what I was doing, but I've never really stepped into my own confidence fully. I mean, I did for a little bit and then dropped out you know, that shit happens, but, and this is the Would you like to hear the story of how the abrasive entrepreneur name came into being? In a moment, yes. That's actually okay. very ha that's happening in a second because that's going to happen. Uh, but the actual thing I was going to say was the stepping into that confidence w in and out when I did and it falling apart. It's scary. To, it's scary and amazing simultaneously to see those people that told me from a long time ago. Oh, just you know, talk about how great you are, about what you're doing, about your results, and this, that, the other. I'm like, guys, I can talk about my results all day long. But that the way that you're telling me to talk about it makes it position it positions myself as like the millionaire or the ten million dollar person to do so, and I'm like I don't have ten million dollars, so I can't really go around saying I do because that's lying. If you're lying, that's mm -hmm. faking. If you're faking, then that just doesn't sit right with me. And they're like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Fast forward four or five years, those people are no longer in an industry. Those people have Wait. left somewhere. They've just they they no longer they they're in prison. Some of them, some of them are actually just working regular nine to five jobs now. Yeah, those are the lucky ones. Crazy, huh? Like working a nine to five is now considered lucky, but you know. Yeah, better so, than going to prison for life, though, isn't it? So pretty much. But that's but that's the thing. That's where uh, that's where building on a foundation of lies, as you're saying, gets you. Pretty much. All right. So tell me, how did you come up with the name for a brace of entrepreneur? Well, the funny thing about that is, is it was built from a place of what should have been weakness because it was based. On an insult, um, I was I was told many years ago that the reason that I wasn't invited regularly to be speaking on stages, even though I was more knowledgeable than many of the speakers that were there, mm -hmm. because most of those speakers hired me to do their stuff. Yeah. You see, um, but the reason that I wasn't allowed on stage was because I was too abrasive. Well, okay, what was that? It was something that they'd made up. 
they were afraid that I would say something that would captivate their audience. Well, why are you putting on an event if you don't want your audience's attention? If you don't want them paying attention, how are they going to learn? And that was the problem, is I was actually teaching these people things that they could then use in cold traffic scenarios to move ahead. So, ha, 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 Shane's too abrasive. Well, Ben Settle, one of my very best friends, and I were sitting there thinking, you know what? That would actually be a great name for your brand. And I said, yeah, what if I was just the abrasive entrepreneur? And Ben said, hell yeah. I mean, it was something to that effect. It wasn't as cheesy 80s uh, comic book as I remember, <laughs> but fuck you, it's my memory. I get the rights to it. So. <laughs> but it was very similar to that sort of a situation. Ben and I just sitting there talking about the insults that were being thrown at me, how him and I were, you know, the black sheep of the internet marketing community at that point. But now you see who's becoming predominant? Yeah, I was going to say, was Ben ever the black sheep of that community? Because I swear to God, he's just yes. always kind of given no shits about anyone in that sense. Because Ben built a lot of people's fortunes, yeah, right? He did. Which is what copywriters do. But he'd never been brought to the spotlight in a way that I think he should have. Because when you build huge fortunes, and I'm talking huge, like empires in online multi-level marketing, he built two very large empires that the controls to this day still can't be beaten. Wow. Right? Are we allowed to talk so, about which ones they are? I'm not going to. That's not my place. Of course. Um, if you talk to Ben, I'm sure he will. I'll get and him back on the show. He'll humble it down a thousand notches, but that's what it is. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll get him back on the show because he was like a great podcast for the show. Yeah. Um, well, and at that same time, I'd started actually following Ben myself because I'd heard about him. I'd written his stuff. I had his stuff in my swipe files to study and to think about, you know, to, to make my writing better. And then one day when I subscribed finally to email players, he actually shot me an email and said, hey, I'm going to be in your town like I just saw your mailing address. I'm going to be in your town like this weekend. Do you want to hang out, go grab a beer? I was like, okay. And it ended up being like that night that he got there. So we went, we hung out for hours, fought about who works less. <laughs> um, <laughs> And just really hit it off, right? And I mean, I hit, we even hung out with his father, and I hit it off with his dad. Like we're we're like family members at this point. We genuinely are. Uh -huh. I feel that way with his his parents, with him, everybody. That's and epic. he's just a very very good guy. So I started promoting him just freely because I was ending up on people's um, before podcasts on a bunch of webinars and things like that. So I would be freely promoting Ben on those and he'd be getting these large influxes of um, visitors to his website because of that, because of the people that I was associated with that I was on their shows. And uh, yeah, one thing led to another. We built a very good friendship. He then started paying me to do his ads. Uh, that really took off. And it went from there because I'm the only Facebook ad guy that he will recommend because he saw from a very early on standpoint, I was doing it not only from a direct response standpoint, but from a very thought out and deep psychological position. I was using audience insights when nobody else was because I wanted to know how people thought. I wanted to know what they were looking at. You know, typical direct response things. Yeah, you're looking at the psychology of what yeah. was going on rather than just be like, oh, this works. I, because I realized that was the power of Facebook advertising. Yeah. It had nothing to do with what JVZ was teaching, which was red borders and titties and babies and oh my, right? Yep. It, yes, we know those things get clicks, but they don't get good clicks. They just get clicks. You don't yep. want clicks. You want buyers to come to your site to get your stuff, to buy your shit, <laughs> to become your loyal customers that you can keep serving and keep making money with. Am I correct? Oh my or god, you you've, you've overturned a stone that no one smart enough has actually figured out yet. Oh my god. Yeah. It's it's funny how, like, I know I'm making fun of this, but like seriously, yeah. people are that dumb that you need to spell it out. And I say by people, I mean yeah. people in the industry that we've like grown up in. It, it's like unfortunately there are a lot of sheep that follow a lot of the gurus yep um, yeah. but I don't view sheep as a negative I just view it as somebody that's kind of a captive yep because they don't know any better and that's one of the things that I excel at I think is opening people's minds up um, that's why I post things 
on my own social media that I might not even agree with is to create a discussion yeah, and it's, open people's minds. It's when so, you have those conversations that people are, are uncomfortable having. That's where true growth starts to happen. Yeah. It's because online lacks emotion. Who's the king of invo evoking emotion online that you've seen? Ooh, there's a couple. <laughs> yeah. There's but a couple. Every single post you see of mine, there's somebody getting emotional. There's somebody being triggered. Thank you, Joseph Sugarman, for releasing your Triggers book way back in the day. That shit is super, super useful. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, we had him on the show as well. He's like a really good dude. That's awesome. I've, yeah, dude, he's, he's a friend of mine on, on Facebook. He's he's amazing. He's one of the best advertisers ever. Oh, hands down. And such a humble guy. Like, if you've ever had a conversation with him, you'll realize how just how nice he is. And considering this guy's like ex-spy, he's an ex-spy. <laughs> it's like what are you gonna do joe oh you know just go chill out hang out what did you do joe pretty sure he's killed a man at some point yep no big deal <laughs> just chilling out just relaxing just uh yeah but it's joe sugarman he's awesome and by the way guys check out triggers again i will always endorse that book it's a brilliant brilliant book yeah um now something i really want to like jump into right now from that same sense is it's creating that confidence though like I wouldn't say creating, but it's harnessing that confidence and like building it underneath you. So is there a way that you did that or a way that you teach people to do that? I know I'm kind of stepping into the abrasive entrepreneurs, uh, your newsletter right now. So I'm trying to like reel that out a little bit. Yeah, no, um, you have to build it on truth. Like I said, I, I gave an example earlier um, of, of a truth that you can build it on. You have to find some truth. For example, with the abrasive entrepreneur, the truth there, you're damn right. I'm abrasive. I'm going to own that shit like with the same authority and vigor that Stone Cold would hold being a son of a bitch to Vince McMahon, since your listeners are used to wrestling talk now, you know, or The Rock <laughs> smack talking anybody, making fun of them, and with that same sort of vigor, right? Because you right. build it on, you're damn right, I am. I am the people's champ, right? Like, I, I, I might not have the title, but listen to these people. Yes. It's only a matter of time. Yep. And like from how he went from just getting an entire exactly. crowd to be quiet and then chant his name. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not going to talk until you chant my name. And they just chanted his name. Yeah. So it's basically starting from a area of truth. So... Yep. Even if even if your enemies think that's a weakness, take it and make it a strength. Eminem does the same shit. That's what Eight Mile was based on. Yeah. This whole final battle was deconstructing himself, so the other guy had nothing left. And then you attack them with facts that are backed up. Oh my god. Yeah. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will scatter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely a truth in that in that same sense. So no, let's talk about second for like your newsletter, right? Yep. So you started writing that. Like, what was the reason for you actually creating that? Was it just a way to disseminate your actual uh, process, or was it more towards like what Halbert did, which is he started writing that his Halbert letter just simply to find his own voice? Um, I started writing it because I thought I was dying. Okay. Um. Was yeah. this because of the accident and, or? Oh, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, flat out, basically, my pancreas was supposed to, like, fucking explode, like, two years ago. Wait, was it this before or after? Because I, this was after the car accident. Shit. And after the surgery, and my numbers just went off the charts in everything. I was completely, like, beyond help diabetic. Um, my blood pressure was, like, 186 over 164. Um, yeah, like not fucking around type stuff. Like I should be dead. So I started writing it from that truth of in the movie, walk the line. When Johnny cash first auditions, he tries to go in and do what everybody else is doing. And the guy says, Johnny, I need you to sing to me the song that you would sing to God if you were going to die. And that was the, the song that he would then broadcast to the world for you. That's what you would be known for. Yeah, Folsom Street. Oh, what was it? Folsom Prison Blues was what he went with. So, 
it's again built from strength out of weakness but there's when you when you own where you're at right but also don't accept things as fate and work towards bettering yourself it makes it both difficult and easy to be confident but if you keep on building systems of success for yourself that help yourself um you know like the elastic in my book that i talk about mm-hmm. right when you have bad impulses you hit yourself with elastic and replace it with a good one yeah simple shit like that you build systems like that and it makes it easier day by day and you're gonna have times when you break down and you're gonna have times when it's not okay understand that's okay and that's part of the process heal deal with it don't suppress that shit the more you suppress it the worse it's going to get i promise yeah and this doesn't mean you have to go blabbing it on social media to everybody that's not what i'm saying find somebody that you truly trust that's nearby that that you can talk to or maybe not nearby maybe over social media private messenger right but you got to get you got to deal with the shit from your past to be confident because you have to own everything that's made you to this point because that's where the truth lies Everything that you have to offer this world is all of the bad shit that you try to hide from people. And that's a fucked up realization, but it's true. Because it's in that those weak moments and those moments when we want to hide that we built our greatest character and our deepest strengths. Wow. Sorry guys, this is uh <laughs> yeah. So I should give you guys a little bit of background on this. Shane and Shane's one of the few people in my life that I'm a hundred percent, like truly, fully, completely honest with. Not saying I'm dishonest. It just means that when I'm having a really shitty day, and he asks me, "How's your day going?" I, my get, ass, I get the extras. Yeah, he actually gets the whole. Nope, this is the shit that's really going down, and he was there for me during a breakup, and there for me when I need to actually make decisions with my life. Yeah. So when he's saying this right now, it hits like a motherfucker to me because it's true. And there's parts of my own life that I know that I'm still not fully acceptant of, which I'm getting to. But again, it's just that constant reminder where you're feeling. You're like, holy fuck, this motherfucker's got it right. <laughs> Damn it. It's got me, it's got me hard. Um, yeah. But like, there's, there's just so much fucking... There's so much fuckery going on in the world right yeah. now. But... And I want you guys to understand something. People listen to this. You may love or you may hate Shane. I don't, I don't really give a fuck. If you don't like him, then I've got a real problem with you because <laughs> I do. Honestly, There's a that... lot of people that feel that way lately, and that's fucking weird, but it's wonderful at the same time. <laughs> well, it's true because, the, the, dude, look, take it this way. It's kind of like going, if you draw the battle lines right now on the field and you're going to go either left or right, I know exactly where I stand with you. I know where, I know when, I know you won't lie to me. That, that's yeah. the thing, is I know you won't lie to me. There's, I think you put something up at New Year's. This is how long, a couple of months ago, you put something up on New Year's about the German, uh, a far-right, conservative, quite racist in my opinion, um, yeah. lady just basically said something about like Muslims and uh, gang-raping people on New Year's because that's what the... It was like some bullshit. She was making some shit up. And, uh, you know, the, the, the left, they were like, hey we're going to censor this and you're like look you can't censor one or the other if you censor anything you're taking away rights you, yeah. you have to leave it open i mean fair enough have decorum and stuff and have debates about it but don't censor yeah. it and i think my first words were ah, oh, that means i have to put my salami sword down and no longer yell at people <laughs> or some shit like that honest yeah. to god i got three people message me going you know you shouldn't have wrote that you shouldn't have written that i was like why it's like because it paints everything negatively i'm like if you don't understand that I was being humorous and joking, yeah, then we can't then be friends. Then you're part of the problem. Yeah, because you're you're poking, you're poking part of the problem, right? And that's what I train all of my abrasive entrepreneurs to do, is poke into these problems because these problems are what's going to heal the world. Because the the world is broken. If you don't fucking believe me, look around, turn on the news. Yeah, look at Go social. Go deal with somebody and and see how fucking defensive everybody is now. Yep. And you're telling me the world's not broken? Bullshit. 
So as an entrepreneur, what's the world's greatest need right now is fixed. So that's what I'm doing. But in order to do that, you need to be abrasive as fuck, but you need to be confident and you need to be willing to poke those problems that nobody else is willing to go to. It's more of a mission. I create a mission for people that whatever your industry is, that's what you're doing. And a mission, as Ben Settle says, is the one thing that makes or breaks an entrepreneur. And that's what I deal in, is giving people missions. Yeah. Though we have to be a little bit careful with that word, with uh, with me being around. Yeah. You, know, you never know. I might mis uh, misinterpret that word for something else. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I was making a really terrible racist joke about myself. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> Thanks for not laughing. God damn it. I wanted to make it as awkward as possible, so I delayed the laugh. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Fell right into that one. But no, it, it's going to be one of those interesting things where when I do meet you, it's going to be very, I'm going to live stream that shit because I actually believe there's going to be a point where one of us is going to just be like, let's see how long we can make this as awkward as possible and keep yep. it that awkward. Just dead silence on the end. Just see what happens. I, th I, th I think you might be in trouble. I might be, but then again, I kind of would find that quite funny because I like writing about stuff like that. I mean, I spent a whole month last year um, intentionally creating awkward situations amongst friends. And uh, Molly was there, Pearson, because um, she was in the UK at the time. And we went to see my friends and I said something really awkward. And her and my two friends, Emma and Cheska, looked at me and they were like, why would you say that? I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I, I was like, oh, I usually just make awkward situations happen for this month. They're like, why? I was like, I'm just studying how people respond to really awkward shit. They're like, why? I'm like, self-research, nothing else. Why not? But yeah. Um, so did you actually, curiously, did you actually read uh, Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Shane. Yes. You there? Oh, you were there. Did you hear my question? <laughs> I told you I could make it awkward for you. No, I was no, just I being silent. I was like, did I, I lose him? I haven't read that book. Um, I don't read many mindset books. I don't. Um, because once you've got it, you've got it. And the problem isn't knowing shit. It's, it's doing it. Like yeah. I said, um, I know what works. I do. Uh, and when I stray from that, that's when things fuck up. Um, so for me, I focus my time more on learning things that can help my students, you know, like actual direct response, like whether it's copywriting influence, it's, uh, funnel design, ad design, ad copy, um, ad targeting, you know, marketing strategy, everything. I study all of that shit. Instead, I don't have time to read, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I'm pretty sure I know how to do that. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's not even subtle for you. It's just, I just don't. Yeah. All right. So that, that better question for that then is who, who are you actually studying? Um, ben Settle is a big number one. Another one that's a mentor actually to, to me is Dexter Abraham. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just kind of one-on-one. -on -one. He helps me um, really argues with me a fucking lot. Uh, and that's about it. We argue with each other a lot. Um, but in that, I think we both gain insights that neither of us had thought about before because he's built much larger businesses than me. But like him, I've built many, many successful businesses. They just haven't been multi-million dollar. They've been $100,000 plus businesses, you know. Um, but because of building multiple businesses, it means that he, he and I have failed collectively probably more than anybody else in our, or our entire friends lists combined, to be honest. That's how many times we've failed. Because remember what I talked about before, your strength comes from that? Yep. That's why I'm strong. That's why I'm confident is because I've fucked up a lot. I still fuck up a lot, but I have more wins than anybody else I know. Yeah. It's those that are willing to go through more times than, um, and you know, it, you're willing to yeah. lose. That's what it is. Yeah. Like so there, there's Ben, there's Dexter, and then really it's all about old school for me. Uh, there's Gary Halbert, there's Ogilvy, um, Breakthrough Advertising, 
um, et cetera. Lots of stuff from Boardroom is dope. Yep. As far as learning direct response, um, as far as uh, mentality goes, uh, the only thing that I can like overtly recommend other than my book, like to get you to being a fighter, which is what you need to be a successful entrepreneur to gaining that confidence, um, is Earl Nightingale. Yep. Any of his stuff, any stuff just from him, not from Nightingale Conant. I mean, they have a lot of good stuff in their catalog, sure. The only stuff that I personally recommend is the stuff that Earl wrote and recorded himself. That shit is all you need to have the right mindset in business and in really a lot of life. It's true. I do love The Stranger Secret. Yeah. It's a great, great thing. Now, I was going to say, someone, something that I will actually promote as an offshoot for this, try and find it. If not, you can hit up Brian Kurtz because he asked this and he ran Boardroom for a really long time. Uh, Eugene Schwartz's book, Breakthrough Advertising, which Shane mentioned. Pick it up there. It's like 100 bucks, I think. Yeah, I think it's only 100 Even if it's 200 fuck it. Man. Even if it's 1000 buy it. It's going to change you. Yep. It really is. I mean, so honestly, I've got my bookshelf in here. and I'm looking at this now. And there's like, Dan Kennedy shows up more than anybody. Yeah, Dan writes a lot. A uh, lot, a lot. The guy's uh, super see. prolific. There's Jeffrey Gitmer's little red book of selling amazing it's just a dumb book i picked up at an airport one day but it's amazing yep um his sales bible book is amazing too yeah there's sugarman triggers mm -hmm. uh tested sentences that sell by elmer wheeler breakthrough yep. advertising uh breakthrough advertising the course slash like study guide slash titans of marketing spin-off thousands of dollar course thing that went with that um, Halbert copywriting method part two, Ogilvy on advertising, the boron letters, which is also Gary Halbert. I've got all of, um, of course, my abrasive entrepreneurs newsletters. I've got years worth of email players from Ben Settle. Um, cause really that's all you need to know to convert people is Ben stuff. And then to get the leads to actually convert and advertisements that can actually sell, you come to me and then you hire a deal to really make your shit better. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. Of course, I mean, I've got, I've got stuff like the presentation secrets of Steve jobs. I've got, you know, how the great comedy writers write. Yep. That's... So there's, there's, there's a lot of things here that aren't common. Oh yeah. No, there's a lot of stuff that it's funny that you have that book because I do too. I don't really tell awesome. a lot of people that because, um, I've never really studied traditional joke writing for stand-up it's kind yeah. of the, the thing that really got me back into stand-up was uh, ari shafir mm. um a lot of people don't know who he is but ari ran a tv show which i think has been given to someone else right now and it and i don't want to sound like a negative person about this but it's kind of shit i'm not a huge fan of the new version of uh, this is not happening yeah when ari ran it holy crap the stories that came out of that insane and what I found was the way that I got back into stand-up was um, Ari essentially just asked his whoever it was that came onto a show. He goes, listen, we're going to do a story about rage. Just tell me a story about a time that you had rage. Mm. Go. And they'll tell like a 10, 15-minute story about this whole situation that happened to them or a drug deal or um, something really stupid or guardian angels or whatever it is. I mean, one of my favorite ones is still by Sal Volcano from uh, Impractical Jokers about, what's it called? Shit. Uh, possible terrorism. Because mm. he, he held some lady's pants hostage because he was high yeah. on, on an edible at the time. If you guys haven't seen it, go, go, go check that out. But what I mean is in the sense of, I actually picked up that comedy book. Um, and the other one was like, comedy, comedy writing, uh, become a genius at comedy writing. And the reason was it, it only makes your writing style better because it's more engaging. Yeah. And it, it, I'll say this much about Ben. He's humble, but not humble simultaneously. He's humble about certain things and he's not about others. And what I love about him is when I said to him that he knows more about biopsychology than anyone else I've met, he was like, mm -hmm. ah, I wouldn't actually agree with that. I was like, I would. <laughs> I think most people would. Yeah. Guys are yep. fucking no, genius. Ben's, Ben's got that shit nailed. And I mean, that's what I've created for cold traffic, you know. Um, he, he really... 
the reason that it works so well for him is because he teaches you to pitch every day. He's the only one not pussy enough to say that um, because it's true. Why do you have a list? It's not to give shit away. It's not to feel good. You have a business, not a charity. So start selling. And that's what Ben teaches you to do, but he teaches you how to do it. A lot of people hear that and then they think, well, I know how to do it. No, you don't. (laughs) Or you would have already done it. You have the desire to do it, right? You're willing. But remember what Bruce Lee says, willing is not enough. We must do. Yep. Right? And Ben nails that shit on how to sell to people. And he does it month after month after month. And man, I get writer's block still. He does not get writer's block. Like his shit just keeps coming out because he's he's that refined at this. Yeah. You know? That he is. And that's what I'm working on for myself. I think that's what we're all kind of working on, you know. Um, but, yeah, so those are, my, those are my mentors. And then my books, again, you know, we went through a, bu- a bunch. But there's Dale Carnegie. There's Cialdini's uh, Persuasion and Influence. Um, there's Tony Robbins stuff. And then the, the, the more interesting kind of offset stuff, you know, is I've got, like, Plato's Republic, right? Um, I've got you know, all of the different religious books. I've got The Art of War. By the time I was 19, I actually rewrote The Art of War for my own personal version. Um, 1984, I've got like a dozen copies of that, all different like edits of it and that sort of thing because it's interesting to see how people edit something that shouldn't be edited. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then like All Quiet on the rest Western Front, Steppenwolf, um, on Man in the Universe from Aristotle, but like uh, Aesop's Fables, The Great Gatsby. Voltaire, uh, Napoleon uh, Hill, Sigmund Freud, again, Dan Kennedy, but things like The Alchemist, Crime and Punishment, etc. Like th- these are these are not books you would hear from a copywriter. But it's funny because, the, you know, there's that thing that's going around where like name the copywriter influences you have. And I got named on one and then not named on another because someone's like, what about Shane Hunter? And then they're like, he's not a copywriter. I was like, that's kind of awesome. That's right. I'm not a copywriter. Right. That's really weird when people say stuff like that because <laughs> I know you pretty damn well. But what I was going to say was that anyone that says, and it's something that I find funny, is the idea that today's copywriters, and I say today because I don't class myself amongst them. Yeah. And maybe, I may be the same age as many of them, but fuck them, in my opinion, yeah. because they haven't even put in the goddamn hours that I have. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you ask, like, Straight up, if you ask me, okay, what's one of my favorite books? I'll tell you right now. One of my favorite books is uh, Mastering the Rubber God by Eddie Bravo. Hmm. Why? It teaches you about flexibility. It teaches you how to train and move your body properly. It's all about jiu-jitsu. But why is that so akin to copywriting? Well, because you get to understand where everything moves in place. Everything has structure and movement and can be flexible, can be bent to a point that's broken. It's just knowing exactly where that point is. And you just named a bunch of books that I fucking love reading. One of my favorite books is uh, by George Orwell, Why I Write. If you've never read that book, go go read it. It's only, it takes you like half a day to finish, and I'm slow. Yeah. It's an amazing book. And yeah, yeah dude, th- there is so many people out there listening to this probably going, what do you mean you read other books other than copywriting? Dude, I read dating <laughs> guides. I used to write dating guides for people when I was in the dating space. Yeah. Well, I mean, Frank Kern and Dan Kennedy both um, have taught for a very long time. Uh, and I teach the same thing is to get very familiar with pop culture or things that have connected with people over thousands of years. Yep. yep. Right. That's why I said like all of the holy books, because they've all connected with different types of people. That's why I can connect with any religion. It doesn't matter. I don't see that the way that people that just focus on one book and make that their that thing. And I get that. I respect that. That's not me. Right. Um, so it's, it's (laughs) right now I feel awkward for saying this, but yeah, um, all of these books create who I am and, and pop culture also creates who I am when I'm talking about writing, you see, because those, those things that created that connection, whether it's holy books, whether it's Plato, whether it's, um, Black Panther, the movie, yep. Uh, you have to take the things that connect with people and connect one another that create groups of people as far as their ID goes in their head, their identity, right? Um, and you can use those identities to sell to people. 
But again, I'm not a copywriter, so don't take my advice. But that's how I do this. And that's how I can, you know, the last month I'm pissed off because in the last 30 days I've made $11,999.00. short of 12 grand driving me nuts. <laughs> right? Um, so now I'm on this crazy ass hustle because I still have another day <laughs> to yeah. get over that just because. Because out of nowhere, I, I went from like three grand a month to to that because I started actively promoting things again. And that's going to snowball and get bigger and bigger as time goes on. So and not even that hard for you to do because honestly, dude, no. you will just be kicking ass. Here's the thing. Uh, the, okay, so... Shane got into a car accident a couple of years ago that fucked up his back. They messed him up quite pretty badly, which really pissed me off. And then, yeah. you know, he almost died, so they started the newsletter, and then he got better, and then just constantly doing stuff and moved to Arizona. And here's the thing, you people that are listening to this. he If anyone has a reason to give up, it's him. If there's ever a reason someone go, okay, Shane, you, you have an actual excuse to give up and do nothing. Shane was like, nah, I'll keep going. Why? Because I can. And now he's feeling better and actually wants to ramp up. You'll see him skyrocket in the shortest space of time because Shane can. And trust me when I say this, I've read his, like he wrote, (laughs) he wrote a uh, seven or eight page sales letter on a text message to me, (laughs) which I got to tell you, pissed me off slightly because I had to like take it from text, put it on notes, go onto my (laughs) Mac, transfer it from notes to pages and then edit the damn thing. (laughs) <laughs> which I was sat through. I was like, why would you do this to me, Shane? And he was like, well, I want you to look at it. Could you have a look at it? I was like, yeah, here you go. Done. Send it back. And this is the reason why I made these comments and changes. He was like, okay, cool. I'll run it. I'll see what happens. Little fun things like that. Makes life a lot easier. Um, <laughs> and as a actual copywriter, as a veteran copywriter that's made over $400 million for his clients, so fuck everyone else that hasn't. Um, actually, or up your hustle come at the throne yeah. is all i'm saying yeah. my only part is why i say fuck you guys is when you're making when you made less than 10 million for your clients and you yeah. know who you are you know exactly who i'm speaking to because i know you listen to my show and you're teaching stuff i don't agree with you so piss off it's basically the way it is i like now, it well it's true it's, I've, I've had enough of that bullshit that's something that's going to be coming out more and like as, as time goes on but what i was saying was as that person i endorse everything shane has said because it works. Also, I will throw in, I watch movies. Watch movies that make you feel emotional and then take a moment to actually write down, like John Carlton said it best, I'm gonna spoil books and movies for you because now you're gonna start looking for emotional triggers in books and movies. Anywhere you feel in, in, like engrossed by something or emotional by something, write that shit down and reverse engineer it because even Halbert did that. Rocky is a perfect example. I'm not afraid to say it. I actually cried during Rocky 2 watching it again the other night. I was watching it and I was like, why am I crying? And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I'm going to write this shit down. I'm crying at Rocky 2, this scene because of this reason. Deconstruct the damn thing and now I have a new trigger that basically I know what it is that works for my marketplace. Nice. It's just like a it. thing. So my favorite question for you, Shane, here is uh, going to be, there's like questions I always ask, but this one I'm going to ask you specifically because it's a new one for the show. If you had to pick three books and one of them, or three books slash movies, and one of them had to be fiction, what would they be? Like the the, the yeah. your favorite ones that you'd recommend anyone to read and yep. pick up from the get go. Yep. The Final Fight, Breakthrough Advertising, and The Tao of Steve. Who wrote The Tao of Steve? The Tao of Steve is a book. It's a movie that almost nobody's seen. Yeah, you're right. I haven't seen that. Yep, but you should. Going to go watch it tonight. Well, tomorrow. Yep, let me know what you think. I don't even want to spoil it for it. I don't even want to give them a teaser as to what that shit's about. If you're listening to this, go watch that movie if you don't know what it is. If you know what it is, you know what I'm talking about. How you do it. (laughs) Yeah. That'll be a good thing. That's that's three three really good solid things. Well, two really good solid things and one that I still haven't seen, so I can't really say anything about that. Um, It'll solidify it. Trust me. It most likely will. You know me far too well. It's yeah. irritating how well you know me. It'll All be right. the last piece of your confidence, and I'm gonna laugh my ass off when you come back to me and say, "Oh my god, again." <laughs> <laughs> I love how you added the word again because I've done this enough times to him. <laughs> yep. 
when well, I tell this is a system though, right? Like this isn't bullshit. That's how I know it's again. Yeah. Just like I've said again before. I know that this is going to be again because I know what the next step is. Yep. I've been there. I've failed. I've done what it takes to succeed and fail at most steps of most people's business life. Now, when you get up into the tens of millions and shit, I can't really help you there except for on the marketing and advertising and branding side. Yeah, but that's um, when Dexter comes in. Exactly. Yeah. But so, you guys got to get there first, and that's a lot harder than you guys think. Trust oh, me. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I figured that one out a long time ago, but it's always being smart and playing the game. That being said, you guys can actually see why I said this man gives me like mental wedgies and nuggies from across a, a fucking ocean. Literally owned me right now again. God damn it. <laughs> well, but, I mean, in, in, in closing here, man, what I want to say is if you are a charlatan or you are someone that wants to take advantage of people and you're in the internet marketing space, your time is up. And people are coming for you. Adil has said it a few times today. Frazier says it. Nathan says it. Lots and lots of my entrepreneurs are starting to have these little battles in all the different spaces that are all online. But that's where it starts. That's the seed. And they're coming for you. And they are going to expose the darkness. And that very darkness is what is going to make them sales. So when you say... Oh, it's a waste of time. You shouldn't do that. Okay. We'll see. It is so fucking true. So we're coming for you guys. Buckle up. All right, guys. This has been an absolutely epic episode, Shane. Thank you for being my guest today. I really appreciate course, you brother. taking Thanks the time. Thanks for having on. me on. Hells I yes. I want, the next time I have you on, I'm going to be in Arizona or wherever the hell you are. And we're going to do it live. I like it. Uh, it's going to be fun. All right, guys, go check out the abrasiveentrepreneur.com or abrasiveads.com. Basically, just hit up Shane, buy shit from him, and I guarantee you, you will see an expansion in your business, maybe 30, yeah. maybe 60 days into it. If yeah. you go to abrasiveads.com, you actually get your first free training when you sign up for my email list. Uh, it will walk you through actually some some classical psychology. Uh, using Maslow's hierarchy of needs and uh, teaches you how to use that with your advertising in a way that makes really your business kind of invincible and uh, you can sell in any market using that free training alone. So no big deal. Go get it. Yeah, good guys. Go check that shit out. All right, Shane, it's been lovely having you here. Guys, rate, subscribe, comment, share. You know what to do. And I'll see you guys on the next episode of Idle Marcy Unplugged. Peace.